0: everyone welcome to culture cast i am jack lipsy your host for this program and i appreciate you joining me today now i know it has been a while since i have posted a new episode there are a few things going on or that have been going on and a few reasons for that and i'll share them with you right now first off it was the holiday season getting close to christmas and so i took a couple of weeks off for that because we travel up to virginia Uh, for my wife's family to spend time with them. Also, another big change that came up right after Christmas was I got a new position as the minister of the Jericho Church of Christ in Moxville, North Carolina. So going from the central congregation to the Jericho congregation was kind of a quick move. Uh, So I have been getting things ready for that, um, trying to make the transition meet a lot of new people. And so I appreciate everyone over there if you are listening. Thank you so much for your your welcome, uh, your your grace, your benevolence, your hospitality, everything to make Lindsay and I feel at home, which we do feel that we are. Uh, so thank you so much everyone there. So that's th- those two reasons, the Christmas holiday, but also transitioning to a new position. Also, you might know, notice that if I sniffle or if I cough, uh, the past week or so, I have been battling a uh, cold with a lot of congestion, and so last week, trying to get an episode out was just not feasible, so I do apologize for the delay in a new episode, but I am back here now, and I'm very happy to be. Uh, So those explanations out of the way, let me go ahead and get the shameless plugs out there. Uh, Please go and visit visit us over at thedailyapologist.com. There you can find all of our articles, our blog posts, and also some videos that Dean has been doing. Also, Dean has been doing some online discussions with some people, so please go check out our YouTube page, Also, you can find us on Twitter, at Daily underscore Apologist, at Daily underscore Apologist. And if you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me, at Jack Lipsy, that's at J-A-C-K. L-I-P-S-E-Y. Also, one last thing, Forrest Antomiseris, who is a member of the Daily Apologist, he is in charge of our aggregate site, theapologeticsreport.com. There, he each week, he compiles a bunch of different apologetics articles from all around the interwebs. So please go. He has a fantastic podcast uh, that you can find over there as well and Forrest is just doing a a great job with that, so we thank him so much for the work and the service that he's putting in for that. Now, let's go ahead and get into today's episode. Uh, The title may have caught your eye, and if there's something that maybe you don't know about me, I am a huge movie buff, and of course, me doing a... a a podcast like Culturecast with the with the title there. Uh, I'm going to be talking about all different aspects of culture and if there's one big part of culture that I haven't talked about yet and that is Hollywood. Now, I'm a huge movie buff. I actually went to University of Memphis uh, to get my degree in film and video production. I wanted to be a filmmaker. I loved movies, I loved making films. And so uh, movies have just always been a part of my life and they've they've held a very special place in my life. Also, along with my wife, we love watching the award shows and we were actually kind of taken aback. We had not realized that the Golden Globes were going to be this past Sunday and that's one of the award shows because of the movie aspect that we enjoy watching. And so Golden Globes and the Oscars are something that we really enjoy. We we have an Oscar party every year, have some people over to watch the show, try to watch most of the Oscar films if we can get to them, if they're playing anywhere near us. Of course, sometimes we don't see all of them, but it's something that that we just like to do as a hobby and something that, that we really enjoy in pop culture. However, as I'm sure you're aware, over the past few years and even as far back as 2004, the Oscars just haven't been the same, uh, and especially that you know, the, the Grammys fell out just so long ago. I was never a huge Grammy person, but the Golden Globes, too, have just kind of followed that trajectory. The past few years, they've just gone downhill, and we'll get to why in just a minute. But we weren't aware that the Golden Globes were going to be playing this past Sunday, so last minute we were able to to get the channel. We have an HD antenna. We've kind of cut the cut the cord on cable, so we have an HD antenna. We're able to pick up NBC um, after the the game, uh, the NFL game was on. the The Golden Globes got started, and Lindsay and I just kind of sat there, and they just weren't hey, they weren't funny. And B, it was just an absolute mess. The Golden Globes just the farther the night got, the more it collapsed in on itself. And it was it was so disappointing to see because it's something that Lindsay and I love. We love knowing about it. We love watching the movies and everything, but but it was just a mess. And I think a lot of it had to do was because the Golden Globes didn't really have an identity this year. You know, two years ago, it was um, not really with the Golden Globes, but with the Oscars, it was Oscar So White. I believe that was a couple of years ago. So that hashtag was going around talking about race in film and in Hollywood. Last year, it was Time's Up in the Me Too movement. But this year, both of those movements have kind of lost trajectory. Um, it's kind of like a, each year there's something new coming up, but there was nothing really going on this year, so it, w- there were no causes to really stand up for. I-, I think that they just didn't really know what to do, and it re- they felt that they had to do something or say something, so each one of their speeches, well, not everyone, but a lot of their speeches, they tried to get political, and they tried to... to have controversy or they tried to take little jabs here and there at people they disagreed with, but ultimately the the night just kind of fell flat. And it's because I think that Hollywood just has an identity problem. And I think part of that comes with Hollywood tries to acknowledge everyone's identity. And what I mean by identity is just, I guess, basically what I identify as and I'm not just talking about you know um, trans ideology of well how do you identify uh, just if I'm if I'm trans or if I'm gay or if I'm black or you know my I what I put as most important or who I am Hollywood tries to acknowledge everyone's identity. Now it's one thing to recognize individuals. It's another thing entirely to create your identity from everyone else's identity. And that's why we see in Hollywood a community that is just absolutely in shambles because it cannot find out who it is, especially in today's culture. There are so many identities that are out there that are so important to people that Hollywood has said, "We're going to acknowledge everybody's identity." But one day just like i said two years ago one day combating racism is who we are as hollywood then the next day we are those who trot out sexual abuse and that's who we are as hollywood and then the next we are those who stand up for diversity that's who we are as hollywood but when you have multiple identities as i think hollywood is trying to take on You inevitably ignore one for the other, even if it's just for a short time. Then everyone wonders what happened to the cause the year before. Just like last year with Time's Up and Me Too, everyone wondered, well, what happened with the racial discussion in Hollywood? And just like this year, nobody really knew where they stood on anything, but I did see an article that was put out where someone was asking, well, what happened to Time's Up and Me Too? Well, here's what Hollywood says. Well, we think that that's important, but it's just not important right now. Or this is more important right now. And inevitably, someone feels ignored because their identity, what is most important to them, who they are, is not being represented. And so they feel ignored and they feel as though they're not important. Hollywood has a huge identity problem. And we'll get to, we'll, later in this, we'll get to what I think Hollywood I, Hollywood's identity should be, but I want to focus on this, l- this lie that I heard in one of the acceptance speeches on Sunday night. Glenn Close uh, accepted the award. She was, uh, I believe, best actress in a drama, I believe it was, for her role in The Wife. And Glenn Close said this in her acceptance speech, that women should find personal fulfillment, follow their dreams, say, I can do that, and also say, I should be allowed to do that. So the four things that Glenn Close said toward the close of her acceptance speech were that women should find personal fulfillment, follow their dreams, say, I can do that, and also say, I should be allowed to do that. Now, first thing I want to point out before people go crazy with saying, well, you are taking her words out of context. First of all, I understand the context of what she was saying. In fact, before she said that, she was talking about her mother. And her mother in her 80s said to her that she felt toward the end of her life that she had accomplished nothing. And Glenn Close also said that her mother sublimated herself to her father changed what she wanted to do and who she was for either the sake of society, for societal pressure, or for the sake of her spouse, under spousal pressure. Either way, her mother said, I feel that I have not done anything with my life. And so that's the reason that Glenn Close said, find personal fulfillment, follow your dreams, say I can do that and I should be allowed to do that. So she was talking about her mother there so I understand the context in which she was saying this. Second, let me go ahead and say this only because I know how people think and how they function. And so someone somewhere will think that I'm saying this second. I don't believe that any one spouse should dominate over the other marriage to me. And I believe to the Bible is a partnership. So each spouse, husband and wife should submit to the other and to the family at large. What is good for the family? Not only what is good for my spouse, both husband and wife saying that, what, what's good for each other, but also what is good for the family at large? What should we be doing for our family and not just for ourselves? So I understand the context in which Glenn Close was saying this. I also understand, or I also believe, that one spouse should not dominate over the other. So, those out of the way, here are my thoughts on this lie that I believe was being told in, in her speech. First, and these kind of come in questions, but also in, in comments, so so be mindful of that. Should a spouse put their personal fulfillment above their other spouse and family? So, if it's women, should a wife put her personal fulfillment above the needs of her husband and her children and her family at large. Is following your dreams what is really most important? Now, I'm not saying that following your dreams is not a noble pursuit in some cases, but what happens if your dreams don't come true? How many people's dreams have, or how many people have had dreams that they have pursued that have not come to fruition? If following your dreams is the most important thing, then what does someone do next when their dream doesn't come true? Can I still find personal fulfillment if my dreams don't come true? So, is following my dreams, is that the source of the personal fulfillment? But if my dreams don't come true, then I no longer have any personal fulfillment. Also, I can do that. Ability to do something doesn't make that something right. Nor does being, per- give, being given permission to do something make that something right. Instead, I think a more important question should ask: we should ask is, should I do that? And especially when it comes to to women or wives or girlfriends or whoever Glenn Close was addressing, should I do that? Is this going to benefit my family or am I doing this out of selfish pursuit of personal fulfillment? Does the personal fulfillment gospel, does this extend to all people or just to women or wives? If this is to all people, what if my personal fulfillment runs into your personal fulfillment? What if each of our personal fulfillments do not agree and they run headlong into each other? What do we do when they contradict? But this is my, you told me to go out for my personal fulfillment. This is what personally fulfills me. You don't agree with it. So what do I do then? So if personal fulfillment, find your personal fulfillment, extends to all people, then what happens when we have contradictory accounts of what is personally fulfilling? If it's only to a particular identity that they are catering to this year. So this year, it was kind of an extension of the Me Too Time's Up movements. So if finding your personal fulfillment only extends to women, as she was addressing, why doesn't it extend to everyone else? What makes this particular group more special than another one? And I think that that is kind of what Hollywood is getting at. They're trying to cater to so many different identity groups that they have lost their own identity altogether, and they can't, Hollywood just can't keep up. You cannot keep up if we're going to say that we our identity is made up of everyone else's identity yet everyone else's identity is kind of clashing in this in this small amount of space then what's hollywood to do well is there a better way and i think that there is and this is just my personal opinion but being being a movie guy and keeping up with hollywood on a fairly regular basis and call me old-fashioned, but I want to get... I, I wish Hollywood would get back to the good old days. And here's what I mean. Hollywood should be in the business, and their identity should be that of entertaining. This should be their identity. With individuals making up this common identity. And this is why award shows in the past were so great. They were about the work that was put into making great films. Hollywood was all about poking fun at itself. You had great, you had great people. Like I remember when, uh, when John Stewart hosted the Oscars, and that was great. I remember when Alec Baldwin and Steve Martin did it, which was fantastic. I, I even remember when Ellen DeGeneres hosted the Oscars, and I thought that she did a good job. You see, we have all of these, we have all of these award shows in the past that got the spirit of Hollywood right. That, you know what, we're in the business of entertaining. Yes, we might have our individual personal preferences when it comes to religion or when it comes to politics or things like that, but our identity as an actor or actress, as Hollywood at large, is to entertain, and that's what we do, and that's what we're going to put out. But, and I heard last year, I think it was on the Ben Shapiro show when he talked about uh, the Oscars and he talked about the last, you can actually pinpoint when Hollywood made a transition. And that's why I said back as late as 2004, because the last big blockbuster movie that won best picture was Lord of the Rings, return of the King, 2003. That was the last time a big blockbuster hit won best picture. After that, it's all about catering to particular audiences. You have, I know, Crash one one year. I can't remember the exact date. But you have all of these, all of these movies that are following in that vein of, we have to make a statement and we have to cater to this ideology or this identity. And that's, once the ideological shift started, it turned everyone off. Because people were saying, but I thought this was about the product, which was entertainment. I thought this was about entertaining. Yes, of course some movies are going to come out with a statement or something and that's fine. But to make the to make Hollywood at large only about these ideological shifts and only about these statements. People were also wondering, why am I now being told that I should feel guilty if I don't agree with you? Why why is watching award shows now no longer about entertainment, but it's about if if I'm following in line with the status quo of Hollywood. But also, people were wondering, and I still wonder this today, why is the position of Hollywood the only morally right one? Why are, you, why are you saying that I'm right and you're wrong? And then when people, especially religious people, then when people say, yeah, but this is what's right and this is what's wrong, you attack them because they don't agree with you but you say but we're we're in the position to 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 say what's right and what's wrong and if you agree with us well then you're not welcome so hollywood has a huge identity crisis and i think that if hollywood would just get back to what its identity originally was that was to entertain i think that all of these problems would go away of You have these individuals of different identities making up this community, Hollywood, under the umbrella of we entertain. If you want to go and make your political statements on your own, that's fine. But we're in the business of entertainment and nothing else. We're not about making statements. If we make move, you know, occasionally we'll make movies with a point and and that's that's all fine and good, but that's not who we are. It's just a byproduct of what we do. Now, what does this have to do with the church? Well, I think that the church should be what Hollywood is trying to be. One thing I think that the church does really, relatively well, and of course we're, we're human, we're fallen, we, we aren't perfect, so we're going to mess up a lot of times. One thing I ch- think that the church does well is being a community, with one identity that is made up of many individuals. Now, I'm I'm going to read a few Bible passages because I think that these make the point of what the church should and should be and is. But the church does a really good thing that we are a diverse group of people who come together for one purpose and that is to that is that we find our salvation in Christ and that we praise God for that. Uh, Romans chapter 12, verses three through five. Romans twelve three through five says, for through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. For just as we have many members in one body and all the members do not have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Uh, also over in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 uh, verses 12 and 13, and then jumping down to verse 27. says for even as the body is one and yet has many members, and all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. Verse 27 says, Now you are Christ's body and individually members of it. So the church is established and the church is set up to have Christ as the head, and then everyone else follows under that as the body of Christ. So we have one common identity. We find our identity in Jesus, yet we're all individual members. We all have our own sort of identities and are our, 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 the diversity that we have of many different types of people, but we all come together under the banner of Christ. And I think that's what Hollywood is trying to do, but they're just not accomplishing it because they try to take on everyone else's identity as saying, this is who we are, but eventually identities are going to clash. Eventually, if it's the most important thing to that person, their identity, and you recognize somebody else's identity as, as the identity of, of the season, then that person who's not being recognized or acknowledged is going to feel left out. Whereas if we all come together under the common banner of Hollywood with entertainment, then nobody's feelings are hurt because we know what we're here for. Likewise, the church and those who are individually members of it know what we're here for. We're here to serve Christ. We're here to serve God. And we understand that although we are many individual members, we have that one purpose. Also, not only does the church do or accomplish what Hollywood is trying to, and it never will, also Jesus provides rest where Hollywood can't. Uh, Over in Matthew chapter 11, Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, it's a verse or verses that we are all familiar with. But Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, Jesus provides a rest where Hollywood can't, and I don't think that I've ever seen Hollywood, the only thing that I've seen them do is make statements or take positions, but I've never seen them give solutions or give solace to those who are struggling with that. They always say what they're going to do. They never say what they can do. And I think that that's a big thing that Hollywood has missed, and they just can't provide the rest that Jesus can. Also, Jesus provides forgiveness that Hollywood can't provide. And that's another struggle that Hollywood has had over these years. You know, they called out Harvey Weinstein. They called out, um, oh gosh, uh, uh, Kevin Spacey, his name almost left me for a second. They called, that, they called out Louis C.K. They called out all of these people, and they've also... <laughs> Again, the person they had lined up to host the Oscars, Kevin Hart, they called him out for tweets that he made 10 10 years ago, called him out for those, and he apologized, and yet his apology wasn't good enough. The Oscars, the Academy wanted him to come back, and he said, look, this is just, this is blown up into something it should have never been. Now, should he have said those things? No, I don't think so. I I think that there's a, I think there's a difference, you know, I know he was trying to be funny and, you know, doing comedy and everything, but I do think that his comments were a bit crass. I don't, I didn't find it funny for the comedy that he was going for, but I also don't hold him necessarily accountable to that 10 years later, especially if he's apologized. But Jesus provides a forgiveness that Hollywood can never give because they don't know how in John 3, verses 16 and 17, and go to John three sixteen. of course. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Now, normally we stop there, but I like to go to, through verse 17 too. For God did not send the son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Jesus provides a salvation that Hollywood says that they have. We are a safe haven for all of those who are downtrodden and who are forgotten and who, who can't find a home. But Hollywood cannot give what Jesus can give. And I will go ahead and say this. I think the church sometimes needs to do a better job of extending, and, and I'm trying. I'm kind of give, getting ahead of myself here because this is kind of the last line of the, the show today, um, but the church sometimes needs to do a better job of extending that hand of forgiveness and of solace and of salvation to those who are hurting in the world and and a lot of that comes with having having uncomfortable conversations with people having conversations with people you wouldn't normally have a conversation with but letting people know that if they want to find their true identity for what they were created to do they need to find it in Jesus, and they can find it in Jesus. But we've done a really bad job of that. But Jesus provides forgiveness that Hollywood can't provide. And the church should be the beacon of light for the world, not Hollywood, not a particular ideology that that is popular one year and unpopular the next. No, Jesus himself says that you are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. And it's in the church that we find Jesus and that we find forgiveness. Now, I want to go back real quick uh, to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, because I think that Paul lays something out that, again, Hollywood says that they do, but I think that the church does better or should be doing better. Romans chapter 12. Sorry, I'm trying to get there trying to wrestle my cat too. Romans chapter 12, starting in verse 14, says, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not be haughty in mind, but associate with the lowly. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. "'Respect what is right in the sight of all men. "'If possible, so far as it depends on you, "'be at peace with all men. "'Never take your own revenge, beloved, "'but leave room for the wrath of God. "'For it is written, vengeance is mine, "'I will repay, says the Lord. "'But if your enemy is hungry, feed him, "'and if he is thirsty, give him something to drink. "'For in so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. "'Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil.' with good. Does that not sum up perfectly what the world is trying to say to people, and yet they just can't do it? Because they get offended at every little thing, and then once they get offended, they feel that they have to execute their righteous judgment on those who have offended, and they never, rarely, I'm not going to say never, but rarely, Do they ever extend that hand of forgiveness? That if somebody says, I'm sorry, you know what? You understand that you you did something you shouldn't have done. You said something you shouldn't have done. And you know what? Because you realize that, we forgive you. We rarely ever see that. Instead, people are shunned forever. And that's not the message that we find in Christ. We find a message of hope that I've messed up, but I can be forgiven of that. Church, don't be like Hollywood. Praise God and not yourself. Yes, avoid evil, but extend a hand of hope and forgiveness to those who are still shackled in sin. Be the beacon of light. Be that light of the world that Jesus said we are to be. We find our identity in Christ, because if I try to find my identity in anything else, I'm only going to end up disappointed but Jesus is the one who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so I I would invite anybody who's listening to Siri, really, really consider Jesus. Consider Christ, what he's done, what the things that he taught, his purpose of coming into the world to save mankind from sin. But I can tell you one thing, we're never going to find that in Hollywood. And I really, I really hope that people start to see that. Uh, one last thing that just came to mind, but, uh, but I wanted to mention it, is I saw a news report this morning that Brian Cranston is now being targeted for a new movie he's in where he pays, plays a paraplegic. Uh, he's being criticized for, for Brian Cranston, who is not a paraplegic, for playing that part when the role should have gone to someone who's a true or at least partial paraplegic. And Brian Cranston is having to defend himself and the filmmakers because he played the part. And I thought he I thought he gave a very good defense. And and I would agree with him that, yeah, maybe we do need to find more roles for those who are disabled who want to go into acting. So yeah, maybe we maybe we do need to start making room for people like that. But he said, But don't blame me for for stretching myself as an actor and playing this particular part don't blame me for that. And you see, there are those who are going to extend no hand of forgiveness to him because they're arguing over something petty. And this, okay, this is the last thing that I'll say. These award shows, as much as I love them, and I still try to look past all the statements and all of the, the messages and things like that, these award shows are just getting ridiculous. I was so disappointed with the Golden Globes. It wasn't, there was not one ounce of humor. There was not one ounce of joviality in there. It was just them trying to figure out who they were and they miserably failed at it. But if they would just get back to the role of entertaining, they would fall right back into their groove. And those who love the award shows for what they were back then will then begin to love them again. But church, be everything that Hollywood isn't. Look to scripture and be who God has set us up to be. Although we are diverse individuals, we find our common identity in Christ and we can rest and find forgiveness in Him. I want to thank you for joining me today. Again, I'm sorry if I've sniffled a little bit or my voice isn't up to snuff yet. Thank you so much for joining me today. Again, go and visit us at the Daily Apologist. I know. January 18th, 19th, and 20th, before I forget this, that Dean is going to be doing a seminar slash workshop over at the Lake Norman Church of Christ in Huntersville, North Carolina. So if you were in the area, January 18th, 19th, and 20th, we would love to see you there. Thank you so much for listening again, and I hope that you have a wonderful day.